0: Here's Shinbein. Oh, he was looking for Shinbein.
1: Picton is knocked to the turf, and the ball comes loose. It's number 52. Ben Halata comes up with it, and the UBC Thunderbirds force the turnover and get the ball.
0: Hey, everybody. We are back. It's Jacob, Eric, Jake, and Liz of CITR Sports. We're broadcasting from UBC Point Grey Campus, located on the unseated grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9, and we always are keeping you up to date on the latest UBC sports news, standings, and stories. And guys, I have missed this so much. Uh, it's so good to be back. Uh, you know, great summer. I was down in San Diego. It was lovely. But there's something I think really exciting about this upcoming sports year that I'm I'm looking forward to. I think last year we did a good job covering our bases, and you know. In this 2018-2019 season, maybe switching it up a bit, we're going to try and do more than just a typical sports show. We're going to, you know, of course, provide our in-studio analysis and more full-length interviews, but also incorporating some video interviews for the different social medias. Um, we are going to have uh, more consistent, for for a more consistent UBC sports community. We're going to reach out for pregame interviews, uh, continue our postgame chats, have Jake and Liz maybe do some in-game commentary, which is exciting. Uh, we're also going to have lots of engaging social media content. Run potential interviews in multiple languages, which could be really interesting. And sprinkle in some special episodes here and there. And there's just so much between potential angles with politics, between uh, these athletes' off-field lives. I'm I'm very excited where CITR Sports is headed this year, and I'm so happy to be back. Uh, with all you guys here
2: yeah and we've got some new people as well that you might meet in the in the upcoming weeks perhaps and i just want to be the first to say that matt hewitt is a good old cup champion
0: yeah (laughs) go t-birds well i mean well now no longer cbr brave alumni
2: yeah (laughs) legendary UBC goalie matt
0: hewitt and might as well get back into it, Jake. What do you got for us here? First up, we got
3: soccer. The women's team split their pair of games last weekend, ending Saturday with a 3-2 and two record so far in conference play, which surprisingly is good enough for second place in a Pacific division that's been very competitive so far. On Friday, the Thunderbirds defeated Lethbridge 3-0 in their home opener. After a scoreless first half, the Pronghorns were undone by a deflected shot off a free kick. And from there, the Thunderbirds piled on with three goals in a little over 15 minutes, with Emma Cunningham grabbing her first of the season and Danielle Steer scoring twice.
0: And Steer might be that player to watch this season already with four goals, six assists in 17 games last season. And two of those goals were against Lethbridge and she now has already four goals and three assists in just five games to start off this new campaign.
3: Yeah on pace to completely smash her totals from last year which is good but unfortunately she wasn't able to carry her momentum from Friday over to Saturday and no one from the Thunderbirds was as they lost one nothing to the visiting Calgary Dinos. An eighth minute goal from Amy Makuska was the difference and though the Thunderbirds really dominated the Dinos for much of the game outshooting them 13 to 4 on the night they were just unable to find a goal.
2: Yeah, and I mean this weekend has really been an encapsulation of the UBC women's soccer season to date because offensively hot and cold. Like they go out on the first game, score three goals, then they can't find the net on the on the second game, um, and they've only had two they've had two one goal games, but also two four goal games. So yeah, it's definitely uh, we haven't really seen I guess a consistent Thunderbirds performance yet.
0: That being said, their defense has been fairly consistent during this time. They've allowed multiple goals in just one of the games. So if they're able to separate themselves. From some of their other teams in their division, they're really just gonna need to up that offensive consistency.
2: It sounds like the women's hockey team last <laughs> year. <laughs> I know. And,
0: well, <laughs> I, all I, the I, penalties towards the later half of the season. Yeah, too.
2: well, we'll see if that happens here. I don't think it will.
0: Yeah, they're and, disciplined.
4: <laughs> and this week, the Thunderbirds are home again, playing host to UBC Okanagan on Friday and Thompson River on Saturday.
3: Now, a team that has not had any issues with offensive consistency is the men's side, who have been completely dominant so far, sweeping aside their competition. On Friday, the visit to Saskatchewan and completely dominated the Huskies en route to a comfortable 3-0 victory. Sean Arneson broke the deadlock in the 66th minute off a corner, and from there, Joris Soran and Caleb Clark added to the score sheet in the 85th and 90th minutes to seal the win. Do
2: you guys want to hear the shots? <laughs> they were seventeen to three. I, I, they were seventeen to three, which is, sounds like a
3: football end of the game yeah, score. Yeah, that's the score. Is seventeen to
0: three. now the, mo-
3: <laughs> the more impressive part is UBC had fourteen shots on target, so big game from Saskatchewan goalie to even keep it at pulling 3-0. A Tim <laughs> Howard
2: versus Belgium. Well, not, <laughs> well, not, not they. They didn't really have anyone else though to sort of. <laughs> yeah. And
3: the Huskies had a grand total of zero shots on target, Ooh. which. Speaks to just the complete dominance on both ends of the ball. And UBC rolled again on Saturday, winning four to one in Calgary behind a hat-trick from Caleb Clark.
2: That's a name you're gonna hear a lot this season, guys, just letting you know now.
3: Clark and Arneson scored in the twenty-fourth and fifty-second minutes to give the Thunderbirds a two-nothing lead. Calgary's Derek Brust got one back in the seventy-seventh, but Clark scored two more late to again seal the victory for the Thunderbirds.
0: Like Eric said, Clark is the name to look out for this season. And As we have had on the show, Victory Shambu show should be, you know, around the scene as well. Oh, he'll definitely be around. But Clark is a former Whitecaps residency player. He made actually two appearances for the first team and has two caps for Canada. Uh, However, he was unable to make a full breakthrough into the professional ranks.
3: Despite that, though, he did recently play in Germany uh, professionally for a German fifth division team and... That professional experience has really shown as he's had a hot start for the Thunderbirds scoring six goals in his first six games at UBC.
2: Yeah, he also played a lot with uh, Vancouver Whitecaps FC2, sadly now a defunct team, but they used to play their home games right here at the Thunderbird Stadium. They were the developmental team of Vancouver's MLS club. Caleb Clark actually scored the first ever goal in Whitecaps FC2 history, which is a fun little tidbit. He was a great player for them.
0: And he's so good. He's actually the Canada West men's first star of the week, as well as the U Sports star of the week for his outstanding performance. And I would expect to see more awards throughout the season like this coming his way. Yeah, tw- a 25-year-old
3: with real professional experience really got the, the pedigree. Is that really a university
0: <laughs> student at 25? I am 12. <laughs> Apparen- apparently, they
3: got him fifth-year eligibility, so they fit him in somehow. And overall, the Thunderbirds have started off the year on fire, just as just like Clark. They are top of the Pacific Division with a 5-0-1 record and have scored 16 goals, conceded three. Both marks are the best in their conference. Their next two home games are against Mount Royal and McEwen this weekend, which are two very winnable matchups considering that both of their opponents have 3-3 three and three records.
2: Yeah, looking uh, at the men's hockey, they're getting ready for the start of their regular season with some exhibition games. Earlier this month, they split a pair of games with divisional rivals U of A. They hosted the CCAA Nate Ooks. Uh, this this uh, past weekend.
0: Ooks. Ooks. So Canadian. I love Let's
2: it. i go to going go to go to Alberta, play the Nate Ooks, <laughs> uh, for a pair of games as both clubs prepare to start conference play in their respective conferences. Friday's game was a very hard-fought battle that went to double overtime. The Ooks had uh, leads at 1-0 and 2-1. But You're Quint- killing me, Aaron. <laughs> but Quentin Greenwood and Tyler Sandu answered each time to tie it back up, and Josh Connolly netted the OT winner for UBC just a minute into the second extra frame. On Saturday, Raymond Gruall scored the game winner, and Patrick Dia, the new backup goalie, stopped 22 of 23 as the Thunderbirds easily dispatched the Ux
0: 4-1. And what's nice now is for Ryland Toth, he actually is f- feeling the full limelight for once, not really splitting time, mostly as a backup, honestly, behind the current AIHL champion, Matt Hewitt, who Eric actually had a chance to sit down with last year. You guys can check out that podcast in our Thunderbird Eye archives on our CITR website. Um, but Toth had a solid outing Friday. And what about the new guy Patrick Dea Dea Dia? I said dia, dia. He
2: was uh, he was awesome. I mean he's a WHL import. The Thunderbirds have done a really good job of getting a lot of WHL goalies. Um, you know the league that consistently outputs NHL level talent. Um, he used to play for the Tri-City Americans. He was awesome for the Tri-City Americans. He was such a big part of that uh, team. Big reason they uh, made it to the playoffs the way they did. Um, he seems like he'll be a great pickup, and they had a really strong one-two punch with Matt Hewitt starting last year and Toth as the backup, and now with Toth in the limelight, I think Dia as the backup will allow them to continue that sort of uh, goaltending stability.
0: And he's allowed just three goals so far in, on, in the games he's played in. Yeah,
3: and it definitely means Toth, even though he's now the number one, can't get too comfortable now with uh, someone else nipping at his heels like he was with Hewitt last year.
0: So they're still keeping that one-two punch mm-hmm. more or less, except with Toth now just kind of moving up the ranks i guess mm-hmm.
3: and uh on the offensive end carter popoff has continued the hot streak he was on at the the tail end of last season he had three points on sunday's game and he's someone that should have a big
0: year for the thunderbirds yeah and sven butchinson was impressed by the grit I, I can't do his name his boot name Sean. boot Sean, butchinson i'm finish. sorry i butchered his butcher song name oh, oh that was good <laughs> i'm just kidding coach you're great um <laughs> But he was impressed, you know, by the way the birds were able to show against uh, against Nate and things you don't often see during the preseason. These guys are out here. They're blocking slap shots. And the season still isn't starting for another couple weeks. It shows that this team's really committed and, and they're really going to try and push the season to make a difference. Um, and hopefully bring home some uh, hardware for the Thunderbirds.
2: Yeah, they had that big la- late season push last year. It Didn't quite put it all together, but which looked... all started with that bizarre oh, kind that of weird like, Calgary el- right eligibility thing for Calgary. Yeah, this year they look like they can actually you know be a solid team of their of their own volition. They look really good. So for far. those
0: of you, sorry to give some background. Uh, there was some eligibility issues for. One of the Calgary Calgary Dino players, and which was originally a loss, I believe, on the schedule. Yeah, they lost the game, but, but then they it, overturned it. it. They overturned it, and it was a win because of an illegal player, more or less. I think on their team, you guys can check out the the interwebs for more yeah, details and then, on that. And
2: then after learning about that, they went on this huge run, started winning a whole bunch of games, and now they're uh, and they almost made a dent in the playoffs. So I think this year they're going to be even better. Uh, next weekend, Simon Fraser and Trinity Western will visit UBC for the final preseason games and then they'll travel to Lethbridge on the 28th to take on the Pronghorns in the first Canada West game of the season. Women's hockey hasn't been quite as active so far. They hosted uh, Shenzhen Hockey Club of China for Which three exhibition. hometown. That is your hometown. Liz, yeah. yeah. Uh, they hosted three exhibition games against them. Why
0: didn't we August. do an interview, Liz? Oh, my God, that would have been so cool. Well, it was August. Liz
2: was still in, in Shenzhen. Oh. Um, well, we
0: could have had her there then.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, So they're completing their preseason trip this weekend with a trip to the state of hockey. They're playing Minnesota State on Saturday, University of Minnesota on Saturday, and very exciting, they're playing a professional team, the Minnesota Whitecaps of the National Women's Hockey League, on Monday. They'll return to Vancouver, and they await the October 5th home opener against Lethbridge.
4: Yep, and up next, we have the women's rugby which is on the road to start a year holding a perfect 2.0 record after upsetting the Victoria Vikes 26 to 24 and beating the left the leftward Pronghorns 22-7. We beat the Vikes in yeah. women's rugby? Which was yes. insane, this ranked is new. The one-ranked
0: Victoria Vikes compared to the number 4, which is respectable, mm-hmm. ranked UBC Thunderbirds, but the Vikes were Last season, almost unbeatable. Pretty much, so. yeah.
2: It's, it's, it's huge because, like, women's rugby has, didn't have the greatest season last year. So for them to come out of the gate like this. They They're one of the one off, of the, the Thunderbird teams to watch this year now. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. it, which is exciting because I, I always love when we have, like, sports that normally aren't as good here start suddenly doing good out of the blue.
4: Yeah, and uh, just go back to the Vikes game. A couple of weeks back, the UB Thunderbirds hosted the Victoria Vikes and opened the Canada West regular season in a dramatic fashion, coming back from down 24 12 to score the final two tries of the game and append the University of Victoria Vikes 26 24.
0: Like I mentioned, Vikes came in ranked number one, and they did, and they actually scored their first try just three minutes in, but the Thunderbirds just kept fighting and they were able to stay in it, and eventually, with a little bit of help, on a call later in the game, uh, get themselves back into this one and take the win after not even having any type of lead until the 71st minute in an 80-minute match.
2: Yeah, I mean, they were down 24-12. That's such a hard place to come back from. Um, But, yeah, as you mentioned, that call, the penalty try, um, just turned the game right around, and then uh, Emma Feldinger was uh, able to get another try in the 71st minute and then... uh, (laughs) <laughs> Shoshana Sumanitafa
0: which is the name of the <laughs> evening
2: and uh, a name to watch actually because she's been excellent so far and uh, she earned uh, Canada Canada West 2nd Star Honours for this game um, she converted the uh, she's got a solid boot on her Oh yeah, she's able converted to, you know, the uh, point after uh, they got the first lead of the game at 26-24 and they held on to come back from 12 points down
0: and, what a game and Shoshana, excuse us for butchering either your first or last name Maybe we can have you on the show so that you can you help, can help us. us with this. <laughs>
4: yeah, be the first female athlete on uh, the, the Tiber Eyes. Yes, yeah, be we great do. Great to have you. We yeah. are
0: going to get some more uh, female athletes from UBC up on here this year for different interviews. So be looking out for that as well.
4: Yep. And uh, back to last Friday with the game with his um, Lefford Longhorns. Is that it? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> the Leth- Le- it is a tongue twister. Lethbridge Pronghorns. There
4: you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the t Birds played a dominant performance last weekend, finished off them 22 7, with 17 of those points coming off in only the second half.
3: UBC controlled this game for much of the first half and were able to break the deadlock with again uh, Sumana, <laughs> Sumana Tafa's try in the 28th minute. The conversion attempt did fall short, but it gave UBC a 5-0 lead. And then in the 60th minute, after it being 5-0 for a while, wing Viviana Johnson found open field, and the Birds captain Madison Gold finished off the sequence with a 30-yard run for the try. Samana Taffa was good on this conversion and put UBC ahead 12-0.
2: Again, Shoshana, please correct us if we're messing
0: <laughs> this up. The T-Birds actually did even reach a 22-0 lead at one point with tries from Lyric Atchinson and Samana Taffa. Um, before the pronghorns eventually got the consolation try in the seventy sixth minute
4: yeah, and another point to bring up Samantha Taffa actually earned the second star on the woman um Canna West star of the week for her performance in these two first uh this first two games.
2: Yeah, so definitely look uh look out for her and then um a big star in the in the opening game, uh that huge comeback, uh, Emma Feldinger was involved in a pretty big collision um, and looked like she needed medical attention, but uh, things things are shaping up like she'll be okay. We don't know quite as of yet, um, but you know it doesn't seem too serious. Doesn't seem. The head coach kind of
0: gave a a statement where more or less it seemed like it wasn't, you know, a career, a a season or career-ending injury. Seems like a minor blip in the in the road here.
2: Yeah, we'd love to have her back because she she was very important in that comeback as well.
0: Instrumental.
4: Yeah, and on a brighter side, this is actually the best start for the team since 2014. And um, up next, there's a home match against the Calgary Dinos this Sunday at 1 p.m.
2: So I think we're going to take a break for some ads, and we'll uh, be right back afterwards. Let's see here. Uh
4: oh. What you don't like to dance, everybody dance. Everybody. God, this is awful.
1: Awesome. Come out to the Biltmore Cabaret the Saturday, anything, October 13th anything, to see tennis anything. with guest Matt Costa on their to the solo in stereo tour. Get your advance tickets online or at Red Cat Main Street, Red Cat Hastings Street, and Zulu. These days can be distressing. Fortunately, here at CITR, our programmers choose the music that they play, so our charts reflect what people actually listen to. To find out what's really topping the charts, pick up a copy of Discord or magazine, or check us out online at citr.ca. Unless, of course, you'd rather keep listening to the chart-topping single, Everybody Dance.
4: What, you don't like to dance? Everybody dance. Everybody dance. Everybody dance, dance. What, you don't like to dance?
1: The year is 2124. civilization as you know it is gone. The last remaining archive of Vancouver's music, art and underrepresented issues is the September 2018 issue of a magazine called Discorder Discorder, Discorder. 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 The September issue of Discorder is out now. This month, there are pieces on Andrea Warner, the author of Buffy St. Marie's authorized biography, commercial drag, a weekly drag show for anyone and everyone, music features with local bands Landline and Board Decor, an art feature by Nada Hayek, live reviews of Ponderosa Festival, and Poetry is Bad for You, and of course, reviews of new albums, podcasts, and books. Thank you to our advertisers, The Rio, Blueprint, The Cinematech, The Rickshaw Theater, East Band Graphics, SFU, Timber Concerts, The Vancouver International Film Festival, The Vancouver Art Book Fair, and The AMS.
0: Welcome back to Thunderbird Eye. Looking at UBC football, it hasn't been the hardest of starts for the team. They did register a thirty to twenty win in their home opener versus the Manitoba Bisons. However, the following weeks after weren't too pretty. Yeah. <laughs> they really got spanked by the Calgary Dinos, seven to fifty seven, a fifty point differential in that game. And then most recently, the Thunderbirds more or less took themselves out of the game as they as we heard at the beginning of our show, they recovered a fumble with less than a minute to go, and the lead was theirs, yet somehow they gave the ball over and incurred two different 15-yard penalties, which set up the Regina Rams for an easy 10-yard uh, field goal, and they ended up losing 19-17 to after six turnovers in the game.
2: You recover a fumble, you get the ball with less than a minute left, and you lose the game.
0: There's something <laughs> wrong on the offensive side of the Thunderbirds, and they're going to need to fix it quick. Mm.
3: Well, looking back at... Uh, happier times uh, in their <laughs> win against manitoba third year running back cory nagata finished the game with 229 all-purpose yards got two touchdowns while michael o'connor threw a 21 touchdown pass to nagata and recorded his 71st passing touchdown as a thunderbird which tied dan smith's record which was set 40 years ago o'connor later uh broke that record uh in the following games and he's now number one all time for ubc
2: yeah, he's been great. He was such a huge part of that um, of that national championship win as well.
0: Right. Michael O'Connor is definitely one of the highlights on an individual uh, level for the T-Bird offense. He actually did register in that final game quite a few yards. He had, I want to say, around 330, 340 yards, but only one touchdown. Um, so we'll, we'll touch a little bit more on that once we get to the Regina game. It, back with the Bisons, however, it was a three-point game, actually, until 1 minute 20 seconds were left on the clock when Nagata scored his other touchdown, running in a 10-yard carry, which then restored their 10-point lead and gave them the home opener win.
3: Yep, so uh, spirits were high after that. And following was the uh, much-anticipated, highly-billed Hardy Cup rematch. Which
2: <laughs> didn't really live up to that Hardy Cup game.
3: Oh, not at all. Calgary fans, it did, I guess. <laughs> but, <laughs> Birds gave away an 18 nothing lead immediately to start the game and just Calgary ran away with it without really any opposition.
0: And for those of you who don't remember the Hardy Cup last year, it was an insane game, which was decided by a game ending, like time clock expiring 50 what? 50, I, think, 50, I think it was 60 se- yeah, it, it was fifty-seven 60. or sixty-yard field goal by Nico Defonte. Yeah.
3: I do know it set it set, did set the U Sports record for longest Insane. ever. And field what a goal. heartbreaker
0: that was! And then for the Thunderbirds <laughs> to give this kind of effort, mm. I mean that that's disappointing, right? And you you hope it's just it's the 59, outlier 59, fifty-nine yard field goal.
2: That's ridiculous. I, I still remember that call, Nico Defonte. Are you kidding me? That <laughs> yeah. was very that was a very sad moment for the Thunderbirds. <laughs>
3: And uh, just as much of a heartbreaking game in this one, the game's turning point really came in the second. Thunbirds were desperate already. They elected to go for it on third down, even though they had the ball in the Dinos 38 yard line. O'Connor's well, pass was incomplete, and the Dinos just immediately marched down the field in four plays, scoring again, made the score 31-7 to at halftime, and that just completely killed it.
0: And you don't really have to look too much farther than total yards in this game. I not look
2: at the total yards for this game. They're <laughs> well, really you, not great. You don't have
0: to look. You just have to listen to me. <laughs> 544 for Calgary compared to UBC's dismal 289. Yeah. And then uh, third game,
3: just as heartbreaking in a different way. As you mentioned, Rams fumbled the ball six times in the win. Five of those were, five of those fumbles were recovered by UBC's defense, and two of which were inside the Thunderbirds' five-yard line. Defense really coming up big when Regina was threatening to score, but just not enough offense in this one.
0: Right. There was only a total of seven points off turnovers, which I understand. They were getting the fumbles deep into their own territory, but you think that there would be some momentum shift after all of these turnovers, especially fumbles and recovering five of them. It's not just like they're forcing fumbles, but they're actually recovering them. But seven points on the board for what could have really, be, should have been, not even could have been, 20 potential mm-hmm. points. That's that's why they lost the game.
2: Yeah, and I mean, Michael Con- uh, Michael O'Connor was good. He went 30 on 45 passes, uh, 332 lar- uh, <laughs> three hundred thirty-two yards, but only uh, through a single touchdown. But um, with those 332 yards, he does own sole position, or sorry, with the that touchdown, touchdown rather with, uh, with the uh, all-time list of Thunderbird passing scores. Uh, again, that was Dan Smith that he uh, surpassed to do that. Um, but he just couldn't get in. He di- he didn't really have it in the red zone in the especially in the end of the in the, in the start of the game rather, and that really cost the Thunderbirds because they could have made up so much ground there and they wouldn't even have to worry about you know what to do with the football.
0: When right, able lines. to get down the field but not able to. Pull through on the scoring. Yeah, the, ma- the
3: main offensive highlight for the Thunderbirds was uh, kicker Greg Hutchins, who scored 11 of the 17 points, including three field goals from 44, 46, and then 44 yards away. So he did all he could, but unfortunately, A lot wasn't of good enough. good
2: kicking from the Thunderbirds? <laughs> good soccer games. The good. Uh, I mean, they're both football.
0: If you really think about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't ever do that. Again, <laughs> <laughs> Another highlight, though, however, for this UBC uh, football squad was in regard to all those fumbles forced. Ben Hladek was one of three sports football players of the week as he received, as he recovered a trio of fumbles on the night. Um, so that was big for him. And then looking forward, UBC does get to come back to Thunderbird Stadium this Saturday to host the rival Calgary Dinos, hey. who are sitting pretty at 3-0 right now, and they're really going to have to try and make up for that Uh for that 57 7 blowout. This is their annual homecoming game. UBC yeah. Thunderbird sports fans, you gotta go. C- come on, please. please. We, need the, we need you. <laughs> we gonna need you. It's going to be great. It's seriously going to be great. I think festivities start around 3 Game 3:30 and Three thirty kick game. Kickoff at 5. um It's always a big crowd. Please I, come <laughs> because
2: the Thunderbirds could really use some crowd support. Right, they need, right now. They need that
0: momentum switch right about now. Mm hmm. Moving on to field hockey, the men's
3: team won 5-1 against Burnaby Lake Field Hockey Club, while the women's team, the seven-time defending national champions... No big deal. ...tied both their Sounding games.
0: Sounding like UConn basketball. <laughs> seven
3: yeah. time. They tied both their games against the Victoria Vikes.
0: The first game ended 2-2 two two with Abby McLellan and Nikki Best scoring for UBC, and the second game was a 0-0 zero zero tie, however.
2: So the Vikes may be challenging this year. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know about that. You do have to <laughs> knock off the seven-time champions, but maybe.
0: Uh, that means the Thunderbirds are now 5-1 and one in the Legend Cup standings. Um, and there's new competition this year uh, as a trophy that will be either awarded to UBC or UVic based on that head-to-head matchups between the schools in soccer, rugby, uh, field hockey, basketball, cross-country, and rowing. And it's it's really a morale booster, but I think it also helps... You know, contribute to that great rivalry between our two different uh, fantastic sport programs. I want this one. <laughs> Who I doesn't? I don't
2: want you, Vic, to have this over on me. I have friends that go there. They won't <laughs> let me hear the end of it.
3: Now, uh, golf, the Thunderbirds are now part of the Cascade Collegiate Conference, yeah. and they've started off their, uh, their uh, welcoming season on
0: fire with both men's and women's side winning their first two tournaments. Andrew Harrison was the star on the men's side. He won back-to-back individual medals, And he led UBC to a six-stroke victory at Northwest Christian Invitational last week and an 11-stroke victory uh, at College of Idaho Invitational this week. So stepping up his game, Mr. Harrison.
2: And Logan Carver as well had a pretty strong individual week, came in fifth in Oregon and second in Idaho. Not too shabby at all.
3: Yeah, on the women's side, they tied uh, for first with Oregon Tech in their first tournament before winning the second with a five-stroke advantage over the Owls. Kelly Hellman won the individual medal in Oregon, but it was first-year golfer Esther Lee who stole the show in Idaho, winning her first tournament and tying the Cascade Conference single-round scoring record Here by comes shooting comes a USC 69 goal in the second round. <laughs> yep,
2: Just Casually show up and tie the record.
4: Yeah, next week Thunderbirds are going to travel to Bellingham for the Western Washington University Invitational.
3: Now, the basketball season might not be uh, until October, at least the Canada West basketball season, but the women's team did play an exhibition match earlier this month against the Chinese U18 national team. Thunderbirds lost 80-60 to in what was their first game back together this year.
0: Filovich did put up a dominant performance, 21 points, 9 for 11 shooting, along with 9 rebounds. Penn also played well with 16 points and 4 rebounds. Um, and this might have just been an exhibition match, but it's a little concerning to see what UBC scoring breakdown. It looks so similar to last year.
2: Yeah, we only heard those two names all last year, and it's all we've heard so far. Penn and Phila, which um, they've got to carry this team. But I mean, there does look like there's a little bit of potential with uh, Kate Johnson coming up from uh, UBCO. She could be good. So we'll see.
3: And finally, while we were away, UBC Baseball made an August trip to Japan where they played six games over a 10-day trip against four of Japan's top universities. They started slow, losing their first two games, but they tied their third and then won their last three, including a 10 nothing victory over Seho University. They'll play two more exhibition games in October against Gonzaga and Oregon State before they take the winner off and fully get into the swing of things in February.
2: We got a lot of sports this weekend, guys. I'm going to try to run through them as fast as I can. We got men's soccer. Mount Royal, we got men's hockey, Simon Fraser, we got women's soccer, UBCO, that's just on the Friday. On the Saturday, we've got a lot more than that, because we've got men's ice hockey, Trinity Western, women's ice hockey, obviously on that big uh, Minnesota trip, they're going to Minnesota State, uh, men's rugby at Mariloma RC, uh, men's football at- Please
0: um, go to the football please go home to homecoming. O- homecoming uh, game. Against
2: Calgary. Women's soccer, Thompson Rivers, men's soccer, McEwen, and then on the Sunday, we've got Men's, ho- men's field hockey at India Field Hockey Club, uh, rugby, uh, the women's rugby looking really good uh, against Calgary, and men's basketball uh, against the Seattle Mountaineers, and as well that women's hockey game. Against nice exhibition match against Minnesota.
0: Minnesota. the Seattle Mountaineers there.
2: Yeah, and then we've got the Bellingham uh, golf tournament that we mentioned, as well as uh, we've got uh, the women's ice hockey taking on a professional women's hockey team. That's so cool. in the Minnesota Whitecaps, and that one's going to be on mon- the Monday as well.
0: We're back. CITR Sports does have a new time. It's the same crew, and we're growing. So thank you all again for tuning in to CITR 101.9. We're honestly so happy to be back on air, and I'm so happy to be with all of you guys here in the booth. This is really fun for us. We hope it's fun for you too. Again, new school year means new content from CITR Sports. We're going to come at it from all angles. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook at CITR Sports. Thanks again for listening in. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jacob, Jake, Eric, and Liz. Listen Wednesdays now from 4.30 to 5 p.m. And have a great rest of your day.